CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the run. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors. From helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets. From learning the skills to get your GED. To dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connections radio show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It is Monday, June 12th, 2023. Hoping everybody had a fantastic weekend. I had a nice weekend. Um, it was uh, actually really good. Uh, actually, it doesn't get any better than the weekend that I had. On Saturday, I did one of my favorite volunteer um, things that I do during the year. For years and years now, I have volunteered as a swimming official at the Massachusetts Special Olympic State Games at the University of Harvard down in, of course, Har- down in Boston. And um, the, uh, you know, I'm a swimming official. I have been a swimming official for about 23 years now, something I started many, many, many years ago, many moons ago when my daughter was a swimmer. She started swimming competitively with the Nashua YMCA when she was four years old, and then she switched to a team called the Southern New Hampshire Fins, no longer exists. Um, but um, at the age of six, 
I started, I said, you know what? I want to do something more than just sitting on the hot, steamy, stinky stands. That's a lot of S's. Hot, stinky stands of the uh, pool deck. And, uh, you know, being a timer just wasn't for me because, you know, Let's be honest. There's only so many times you can you can listen to the starter say take your mark, watch for the beep, and hit start, stop, reset. Show your time. Start, stop, reset. Show your time. The monotony is just gonna kill you. So now nothing against timers. You can't have meets without timers. They're very important volunteers. But uh, I decided that I'm a little dorkier than most, a little bit of a nerd. And I, I noticed these people walking around on the pool deck wearing white polo shirts and they had, you know, navy blue pants or shorts and they had white, really dorky white old man tennis shoes. And they had with some of them had whistles and they all had patches and badges. And I'm like, what are they? Who are they? They're cool. They're like the dork police. And I'm like, so I became one of those, one of those guys who uh, joined the ranks of the swimming officials. And uh, over the years have enjoyed many, many, many swim meets, hundreds in fact, lots of different uh, venues such as uh, Special Olympics, you know, USA Age Group Swimming, uh, NHIAA, uh, high school swimming, NCAA swimming, um, of course, USA uh, senior, senior, well, not seniors, but masters swimming. And it's just been a wonderful volunteer career for me. I decided to hang it up this year, hang up my whistle, put away my bell, put away my diving cards, and just decide to, uh, you know, go out while I was, um, you know, doing pretty good. I've, I've never wanted to be one of those officials that, like, just, you know, gets old and doesn't know the rules anymore, doesn't practice, doesn't isn't certified, whatever the case may be. So I decided to uh, hang up my uh, hang up my whistle this year, and this was my last meet on Saturday, the Special Olympics, with our where I was with my wife, and it was just a wonderful day as it always is. You know, the athletes in the Special Olympics. They always, they never fail to inspire me. They're always, you know, they're happy, they're courageous, they're brave. You see, um, you know, see, you know, athletes who are blind, who are deaf, who have, um, you know, mental disabilities and uh, physical disabilities, and but they're giving it their all, and the sportsmanship is just top notch. So I really enjoy that meet, and it was a good way to go out on top. So. Thank you to Special Olympics for giving me that and to USA Swimming for a long, illustrious, illustrious, I don't know, but a great volunteer career, which I really enjoyed. Then um, Sunday, uh, you know, yesterday was one of those days that we don't get a lot of here in New England. It was just magnificent. It was low humidity, light breezes, hit almost 80 degrees where I live on the seacoast. No, you know, no clouds in the sky. It was like perfect uh, early summer, late spring weather. And, uh, you know, you get a couple of those a year, you can be really grateful for them. And so my wife and I took the opportunity to, to literally like lay on the deck all day long. I was so unproductive. It was just pathetic. I'm full of guilt uh, this morning for not having accomplished a gosh darn thing yesterday. And that's all right, because sometimes you need those days. Um, you know, that's all right. So t and today, yeah, we're off to start of a new week. I want to mention, you know, today is the kind of a hard day in my family. It's the one year anniversary of the passing of my aunt, Roberta. Um, we all knew her as Bobby. She was uh, one of those people in my life who, 
you know, she was there from like, you know, I met her when I was a baby and she was my mother's sister. And, um, so I was there for about two thirds of her life and she was there for a hundred percent of my life. And over the years we became extraordinarily close. Um, really aside from my, you know, immediate family of my wife, daughter, son-in-law and grandson, uh, Bobby was my closest relative. She was really my person, the person who I could always talk to, always the shoulder I could lean on. I could always count on her for wisdom, always could count on her for extra advice, wanted and unwanted. She was good for a laugh. She was a smart person. Uh, she was compassionate and passionate and just uh, intellectually compelling. Today's the one-year anniversary of her passing, and I do miss her every single day. And I don't know when the hurt goes away for things like that. Um, you know, maybe never, and maybe that's okay. I, I, I don't look forward to the day when I don't think of her every single day. So to you, Bobby, up there in heaven doing, doing your thing, which is I'm sure involves heavy quantities of garlic and Afro-Caribbean music and a little bit of tequila um, thrown in for good measure, um, and I'm sure you're arguing politics with my mother and father, um, thank, you know, I miss you a lot and I love you very much. So today's June 12th, um, kind of a normal week at the, you know, going on at United Way, but I will say we have, uh, that's okay. It's kind of planned that way. We have our big event over the edge coming up in two weeks. Um, it's really easy to find out about over the edge by going to our website, which is unitedwaynashua.org, unitedwaynashua.org. Um, if you go to the website, you're going to have one of those pop-ups that show up, you know, those really annoying things, those pictures that show up and you can't avoid them. And you're like, why, why, why? Well, if you, ha I put one of those there just to, well, do two things. One, annoy you. And I hope that, that you can appreciate that. But the other reason why the pop-up is there is because when you click on it, it'll take you to all the information, everything you ever wanted to know about over the edge, but we're afraid to ask. Um, it is going to be an incredible event over the weekend. It surpassed $100,000 in funds raised. That is just unbelievable. Um, you know, with two weeks to go until the event, we expect that event to climb significantly. Uh, most of the fundraising, frankly, comes in typically in the last couple weeks of the event. So we have over 100 people participating, about 30 different nonprofits. The money that the participants raise goes back to their own nonprofit that they've selected to support. So it's, um, yeah, it's a United Way event, but it's a community fundraiser. You can go onto that website um, just by, like I said, going to unitedwaynashua.org. And, uh, you know, you find an organization you like, support them. You find a, a person who's repelling, you support them. You want to sign up? Well, if you want to sign up, it's probably too late to sign up for any of the teams other than the United Way team, United Way of Greater Nashua. And truly the best way to find out about that is to send me an email at United Way or call me at United Way. It's, um, you know, best thing is just call the main number. I'll actually call my cell phone, 603-943-9434, 603-943-9434, or send an email to our main inbox, info at unitedwaynashua.org, and I will uh, connect with you. You need to fundraise a little bit of money to participate. Um, this year's event is going to be amazing. It's going to be held at the Brady Sullivan Tower on Tuesday, June 27th. The Brady Sullivan Tower in Manchester, that's the big black 
skyscraper in the middle of town, 1000 Elm Street, and there is going to be an all-day rappelling marathon from the top of that building. It is one of the tallest buildings in the state. It's 24 stories. It's quite a thrilling adventure. Um, I've done it a couple of times, and I can tell you it's really kind of just amazing to do. So that's over the edge. That's the big deal for us coming up at United Way. Um, there's a lot more going on in the community these days, and I just uh, you know encourage you to participate in whatever you can. I also just wanted to mention before I cut to break, Volunteer Greater Nashville. Now, I get approached by a lot of people that are looking for volunteer opportunities, and with us at United Way or with other organizations. And then I also get a lot approached by a lot of nonprofits that are looking for volunteers to support the work they do. So at United Way, we've kind of come up with a solution to both of those problems, the one about where do I go to volunteer and the one about where do I go to get volunteers, and that's a web portal that we've Put together and we administer called volunteergreaternashua.org. Volunteergreaternashua.org. As a nonprofit, you can post a profile of yourself. There's no charge, of course, to do this. You post a profile of yourself and then you can periodically create what they call needs on the website. Needs are opportunities for volunteers to, to jump in and support you. They can be ongoing needs like every single week, all the time, or they can be one off needs like events. Doesn't matter. Um, then you you take the need, you repost it to social media, and before you know it, as they say in the Sopranos, bada bing, you got yourself your volunteers. It's also um, there's a link on the Nashua Telegraph homepage, nashuatelegraph.com, and it says volunteer, and that takes you right to the portal. So as a as a nonprofit, you're going to get lots of people coming to you that wouldn't ordinar- ordinarily find you because they're coming in through the vehicle of a very popular, highly clicked on website. And of course, as a volunteer, you can go there and browse the many opportunities that exist. So I just wanted to mention volunteergreaternashua.org this morning because it is an ongoing way to get um, involved with volunteering, such an important way for nonprofits to conduct their critical work that they do in our community. None of us could do what we do without our volunteers. It's uh, super important and uh, so, um, you know, we're really grateful for all the work that you do as volunteers. Going to take a break now, give our sponsors an opportunity to talk about themselves. You're listening to the Community Connections radio show on WSMN 1590 AM and 95.3 FM, streaming live on WSMN.live, and of course, live on Facebook as well on the United Way Facebook page. Um, each week we sp- speak with two different nonprofits about the work they're doing. After the break, we'll be back speaking with our first nonprofit interview, and that's Youth Villages, about what they're doing. And then after our second break, we'll have an interview with our friends from the Hudson Community Food Pantry in Hudson, New Hampshire. Again, you're listening to the United Way Community Connections Radio Show, and I'm your host, Mike Apfelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? 
I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the run. Well, good Monday morning, Greater Nashua. It's Monday, June 12th, 2023. You're listening to the United Way Community Connections radio show on the air each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., talking with the nonprofits in our community, organizations that are working tirelessly day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. So this morning, I am super excited to have with us in the studio for the very first time ever, making her debut on the radio here with me, Lori Sustek from Youth Villages. Lori, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's so excited to see you here this morning. I'm glad you were able to make it on our show and talk a little bit about Youth Villages and what you do. We've never done that before. So just, you know, for the audience who's never even heard of Youth Villages, tell us a little bit about what you do. So Youth Villages is a national nonprofit that has been serving New Hampshire since 2010. Uh, We've been providing our Intercept program which is an intensive in-home family therapy program that works with youth who have challenging mental health and behavioral concerns, uh, really with the focus of helping 
families live together successfully. We are at the goal of keeping children at home successfully with their parents. So we're focusing on parenting skills, on safety, on supervision, on helping families uh, build skills to live together successfully. Um, At Youth Villages, we feel strongly that there's no such thing as a bad kid or a bad parent that we want to help to build skills for success. Well, I might be the exception to that because (laughs) I I, I don't think of myself as a bad parent, but I can tell you unequivocally, I was a bad kid. (laughs) So I might be the real exception that proves the rule. All kidding aside, Lori. So this is not a new need, right? The need for you know, supports for children, young people, and families has been around for, you know, probably forever, sure. literally forever since the time of the caveman. Right. However, um, we live in a uh, trying times. You know, the pandemic in particular was really rough on families. Of course. Kids were disconnected from schools, from social supports. Um, so I, I think the work you're doing is just really critically important. Talk a little bit about some of the ways in which you do support young people and families. Yes. Uh, we also, um, well, we provide the in-home family therapy work. So we're working with families in their home three times a week. We're on call to families 24 seven, any question, comment, concern, we're there to provide them support. Um, we also provide another program called life set that is working with 17 and a half to 22 year old um, that are aging out of foster care. We really consider this program a bridge to adulthood, helping them, you know, with housing, job acquisition skills, uh, basic needs, how to make a doctor's appointment, how to, you know, balance a checking account, um, how to develop um, their educational goals, um, really just how to, you know, become more of an independent young adult. Um, And so in that way, we've been really excited to support young adults in the community. And we started that in 2020, which is sort of timely with the pandemic, as you mentioned. Yeah, I want to mention, so LifeSet, that's really an interesting program because um, we do a lot of work. We have in, in Greater Nashua a what we call, you know what we call a continuum of care, which right. is an organization of of community um, organizations, so sort of a, a collaboration to help end homelessness in our community. I, I chair the subcommittee that works on youth homelessness issues, and one of the things we know that is true, not just um, in New Hampshire but across the country, is that young people coming out of the system, out of foster care or out of um, placed care at, say, a, you know, an orphanage or a children's home, right. um, that those are some of the young people who are at most risk for becoming homeless. So this program, Life Set, how does it work to help support those, those young people? Yeah, absolutely. So we are working with, again, youth in the community. We meet with them one to two times per week. We're on call to them 24-7, same way. And in terms of housing, we're very intentional as to not provide housing, but to help youth gain skills to um, acquire safe, you know, maybe permanent housing. So we work with youth on all levels of the spectrum, some that are homeless or couch surfing and some that have their own apartment. So it's about, you know, how do you find safe housing? How do you uh, budget for rent? How do you negotiate with a landlord? How do you... Um, 
you know, if you were living with a, a former foster parent or an adult, what does it look like to now live as an adult member of that household, paying rent, contributing to the household? Um, and so we focus a lot on housing as these youth tend to move around a lot. Um, Absolutely. I, I can think of a do. young adult we just served when he was referred to us. He was homeless and actually living at his job site. Um, and uh, through working with us, he now has permanent housing. He's uh, enrolled in education full time, and he is still working with that employer for construction. He was he was a great support. That's that's really fantastic. What a great story! Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. If you're a young person um, who is um, perhaps a potential client of Youth Villages, how do you find out how to get connected and how to take advantage of the services that you do offer? Yeah, typically right now our referrals are coming from DCYF um, and uh, connection in that way. Also looking at our website, youthvillages.org allows you to, you know, sort of indicate, you know, would like to receive some more support. Okay, very good. Now, um, are there also programs that community um, agencies will partner on you to bring to the community? Absolutely. So for our Life Set program, uh, we conduct a six-week job prep course, uh, giving youth um, skills on how to write a resume, how to dress for an interview, um, you know, how to... Um, build job acquisition skills. And so our graduation in our Manchester space is actually June 28th, but we are looking for volunteer coaches for our Plymouth, New Hampshire job prep, which will start in the fall. So we're looking for professionals in the community in really any arena, right? Our young adults are looking to uh, build careers on many different paths. And um, the job coach would join the six-week session, give feedback, give um, their expertise, provide mentorship to a young adult. Uh, it's really a, a, a beautiful, powerful experience. And I noticed on your website, you have a very robust web yeah. website with all of this information, <laughs> so we should always steer people there. It's youthvillages.org. Correct. Um, so one word, youthvillages.org. And um, it does talk there when you go to the about section about um, with different locations. Yep. There's a map that comes up. That's very handy if you know yeah. how to read a map. If you happen to be a person who doesn't know how to read a map, you can see this little green space that's New Hampshire. Click on that and it'll take you right to New Hampshire. So are there any upcoming events or opportunities that you want our listeners to know about um, with youth, youth Villages? Sure. So we are currently, even though my son's last day of school is Friday, uh, we are currently planning for next school year. So what we have is our Backpack Heroes event. Um, you know, starting the school year can be stressful for a lot of our families and young adults. And being able to go with fresh, proper supplies um, just gives you a confidence and a readiness for the year ahead. So we are actually um, taking donations on the website to start to put together our Backpack Heroes. Um, if you want to sponsor a youth, um, they will have their wish list from their school and you can actually sponsor a youth. Um, or you could go on Amazon and and fill out one of the youth villages wish lists um, in order to provide a youth what they need to be ready to take on the school year uh, with confidence and excitement. I think that is so true and so important. I remember when I was young, you know, 
going to school with a new backpack. I always had my brand new like Jansport backpack yes. over my left <laughs> shoulder, you know, with my thumb in the uh, in the arm strap yep. with, you know, with some folders and binders and spiral binders and yep. stuff that probably doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, I probably walked around with a, uh, I don't know, I'm so old that I had a... Um, you know, what's one of those Chinese counting machines? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or your trapper or, keeper. Or yeah. a slide rule, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, it is important. And, yes. and I also will say there's this, if you don't have those things, there's a little bit of a stigma associated with that. Yeah. With kids who don't have that, you're like, you don't want to start out the, the you know, the, the school year with like, oh, you're that. You know, yeah. like, like kids can be harsh, right? Totally, yeah. And, uh so that's really important, and I appreciate you guys doing that. Absolutely. That's terrific. Yeah. Um, any other upcoming things that you think people should know about? Opportunities to volunteer, get involved. What sort of volunteer needs do you have? You mentioned some of the uh, coaching opportunities. Yeah. Anything else? Um, you know, I'm thinking that ongoing, we also often do hygiene kits for the young adults that we're serving, you know, as they're negotiating adulthood and prioritizing how to spend their dollars, sometimes the empty shampoo bottle or $5 for their meal tonight, right? Often the hygiene kit can go to the wayside. So we are always looking for donations for hygiene kits, shampoo, soap, you know, what, what folks might need deodorant to take on the day successfully. Um, so between Backpack Heroes, you know, we are looking to serve um, about 400 families in New Hampshire with backpacks, um, hygiene kits, and the job prep, we'd be loving any volunteers in the Plymouth area. Um, um, and all that can be found on our website, youthvillages.org. That's great. And I see you have a donate button, too, on your website for yes. financial donations. So I want to make sure that we talk with listeners. I'm going to start doing this, like, probably every time I talk with organizations about donations. <laughs> I, I, Describe to me the importance for you of the ongoing regular donation. The, you know, the one-time donations are great. Somebody goes yeah. in, they pop in their card, fifty bucks. That's terrific, and yeah. that helps you to you know breathe for another eight minutes as an organization. Yeah. Yeah. But what about the value to you of those monthly or annual repeating donations? Absolutely, um, those have provided opportunities. So you know, sometimes there are situations where maybe a mom is uh, bringing her children back home and she needs to get a bigger apartment or she needs to maybe pay off some old bills to get square and, and get ready to receive her youth. Um, also, oftentimes in building our life set program to serve more youth, we might be serving more community youth that are unattached to a state agency and that would require us to raise money. Um, we've also been raising money to expand our internship program so that we're um, sort of taking on folks that are pursuing their masters and, and providing them internship opportunities and then hopefully they work for Youth Villages full time. Um, and, you know, I think other just general program development has donations are always valuable in that aspect. That's fantastic. And I also love that your website um, also has a section where you can look up companies for company matches. Yeah. That is so important. Like that's money that you just can, don't have to leave on the table. You, you go to that, you can type in a couple of letters and it'll bring up a whole host of companies that match donations. Um it's a, it's a it's a great way to make sure that you can extend or leverage the donation that you as an individual are making. Absolutely. 
Uh, well, you know, Lori, we're out of time, so I want to make <laughs> sure that we say give you an opportunity. Is there anything we missed, or is there anything else that you want to say about Youth Villages? There's not. It's been a real pleasure to be uh, here today, and um, you know, we've been serving uh, more and more families. I think right now we serve about 130 families statewide. We uh, serve the whole state, even the northern region, um, and about 70 young adults. And so we're excited to continue um, our growth and um, and just continuing to serve New Hampshire well. That's fantastic, Lori. Thank you so much for coming on today and talking with our listeners about Youth Villages. That's uh, Lori Sustek. She's the director of Youth Villages for Maine, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. Um, you can find them online at youthvillages.org. That's youthvillages.org. Um, and thank you again for coming on today. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're going to take another quick break here. We're going to listen to... A word from our sponsors for the show, and then we're going to be back after the break with our second interview, and that's our friends from the Hudson Community Food Pantry. Len is here, I saw, and somebody else is with him as well, so we'll talk about what they're doing at the Hudson Community Food Pantry to address food security in the Hudson area. You're listening to Community Connections. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the Run. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die, 
with dignity. United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It is Monday, June 12th, 2023. We're here each and every Monday morning talking with organizations from throughout the community that are nonprofits typically working to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. And today I'm excited to have with me in the studio one more time for a, a second or third Bite at the Apple, the Hudson Community Food Pantry, um, in the form of Len Lathrop, who is one of their directors. He's been on the show with us before. And Rich Wojcik, who's the president of the board of directors. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. It's great to see you guys here today and hope you had a great weekend. Did you? I did. Did you? It was a great work at home Sunday, beautiful weather. It's too bad it's not going to last this week. It is not going to last this week, but you know what? I don't really care if the weather's awful during the week, as long as it's nice on the weekend, you know? That's what matters, I think, um, because, you know, we're working during the week. So Hudson Food Community Food Pantry, uh, we out, went out there about a week or two ago to, to do our Mondays United and give people a little virtual tour. So impressive, the work that you guys are doing um, to help end food insecurity. Um, in Hudson and, uh, you know, surrounding towns as well. Um, so for our audience who doesn't perhaps know much about the food pantry, I'm hoping, uh, Rich, that you might be able to give a little bit of an overview of the Hudson Community Food Pantry. Well, um, the pantry it attempts to serve people from Hudson, but we obviously um, will, uh, and we recently had a situation last week where uh, someone from out of the area came in, in a, with a significant need. Um, we try to provide uh, 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 dry goods and, and uh, other kind of food staples. Um, and, um, um, you know, we, we're, we're trying to make sure that people who, who get our foodstuffs um, uh, are well, being well served. Absolutely. So you serve how many people, would you say, in the Hudson area currently? Well, Mike, we have 30 families that come every Thursday night, and they get the stable goods, they get meats, they get produce, they get breads. And then our other program, which services the school department, we pass out 90 bags on our weekend program for kids that are short on meals once they're out of school. Now, that's a program which is sort of uh, addressing food security from when kids get out of school, um, they get their last meal on, say, a Friday at lunchtime, and then they don't get anything Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and you know maybe have um, bad food options all the way until breakfast Monday morning if they're on a- And they're like, back into the reduced. schools. Yep. Yeah. So what sort of things do you do, or do, you, do you include in those food bags? What is it that the typical- Young well, person they go, will get. They go everything from stable milk products and cereals to pop tarts to pop tarts. Pop tarts. Hold on a second. I want pop tarts. I oh. love pop tarts. Well, you know, you got to be careful, some- Mike. But you know, sometimes you have to say toaster pastries. No. I mean, depending on the brand. But 
beefaroni, mac yeah. and cheese, soups, juices, fresh fruit in the containers, container fruit, container applesauce. Um, a lot of things that the National Honor Society from Alvern helps us put together the bags that go to the schools on Friday and then go out to the students through their guidance people. That sounds fantastic. And so the, and I assume that the, uh, and I know that the students at Alvern are involved with also the packaging of the packing of those bags. Right. They come in on Wednesday afternoons and it's like an assembly line where everything's on the shelves and they take one of each and put them into the bags. It's, it's a process. You know, there are about 90 kids in the National Honor Society in Alvern and we could have 40 kids per week doing that. That's fantastic. Um, how long have you guys been doing that program? Any idea? That program has been going uh, almost 10 years. It was started by the Beals family and yeah. runs through the Hudson Food Pantry. Um, it's an expensive program, in all honesty, when we talk about donations and things of that nature, because people don't think about donating. Let's take Pop-Tots. When you ask for food in the community, and a lot of our food comes from donations. Recently, we just got 23,000 pounds through the food, the postal carrier's food drive. Um, but, you know, hot chocolate. Think about packages of hot chocolate for a kid. We try to make the, the things going to the students something that they can eat without mom's help. Sure, the little guys always need mom's help. Right. But uh, it's, it's concerning... And we try to make them light enough that they go home in a nondescript bag so there's no social stigma for people knowing that you don't have enough food on the weekend. So the young people getting the bag, they might have a, like a string backpack or something like Just that. To, yeah. it, it's not like they have this grocery bag full of food that like they, they know people know like, oh, you're that kid. You're, you're the poor kid. Like that's stigmatizing and really Absolutely. hard for yep. you know, young people to to deal with they have enough uh, enough on their plate no pun intended be, to have to deal with that yeah, yeah. It, you know it, it's it's a concern i mean when you work with the high school students one of the first things we do every year when there's new students coming in through national Honor society is talk to them about confidentiality and talk to them about you know picking people up and not pushing people down yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. Now, you mentioned, I think you mentioned hygiene products. Um, what do you guys do for hygiene products? It's such an important issue, right? Um, soap, everything from soap to tampons and pads and, you know, basic feminine hygiene items, that basic kind of thing. Basic things, toothpaste, uh, toilet paper, tissues, um, all, all, all those things we try to gather. And, and uh, we just, we try to distribute about once a month. Um, um, and so... Um, well, recently we've put them on our weekly list. Oh, good. So that now the boxes, when, when someone comes to the pantry, they're Hudson residents, they pull in a parking lot, our volunteer staff greets them, they get two menus to fill out. One is the stable products, and on that list is also the personal care items. And then the other one is the produce, meats, and breads. So they come into the window, and they come in two different directions, and volunteer staff fill the boxes and then volunteer staff put them in the people's cars we started this during the pandemic and it has been a system that's worked pretty well people yep. get what they need we're not wasting things giving things out to people that they don't need and on that list is the personal care items 
That's that's terrific. Let me ask you guys this: um, when you get donations, or or you get donations from the community, how do people donate to you and know what to donate to you and how where to bring it and all of that good stuff? Because I'm sure we have a very generous community that wants to bring you a lot of, you know, food and other items. Well, there's multifaceted ways. I mean, Mike, the United Way just had a great food drive last weekend. And we picked up a pickup truck load of foods and personal care items from the United Way. People leave things on our doorstep. Fantastic. People can donate to the Boy Scout food drive Hold in on, the where fall. Is, where is your doorstep? 23 Library Street, right in the center of Hudson. Perfect. It's in St. John's Parish Church. We're in the educational building, which is, if you're facing the church, the building to the right. It's a green building. and. People can just drop things off, and there's somebody there every day. Just leave it, and we'll get there and take care of it. That sounds fantastic. Is, what, do you accept non-perishable, or do you accept perishable items? You know, non-perishables are cans and boxes and dried food and stuff like that. But perishable items would be fruits and, and protein items, that kind of thing. Do you accept Not, donations of any of that? We get a weekly, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we pick up from the Hannaford Market. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get our meats and our vegetables and our breads. And we actually pick them up there at 7 in the morning, come in, put them in the refrigerators, put them in the freezers to go out on Thursday nights. Um, yeah. For people to leave produce, in the summer we have a lot of people that leave us squash and cucumbers, things that can stay outside for a few hours. From their garden and that's all, From their garden mm-hmm. that they can't use. And that's always great. I mean, mm-hmm. you never can get enough produce for people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And people have their gardens, and I know of people who, uh, you know, like my daughter grows. She has rhubarb. It grows like a weed. It's a literal weed in her sure. yard. She has so much rhubarb. It's coming out of her ears. She's like, anybody want rhubarb? And so, and people have that, like with zucchinis. I remember one year I had some friends that had a bumper crop of zucchinis. Zucchinis. They had. Yep. They couldn't have enough zucchini soup, zucchini bread, zucchini whatever to and enough to feed an army. So they were glad to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean rhubarb. I mean what we would do is. You know, if we get it, it goes on to the produce list, and people would check off that they want rhubarb, and we'd yeah. pass out the rhubarb to them. Yeah. I mean, we also work with Smith Farms, who we purchase produce from. So in the summer, we get extra produce from, from Tommy Smith over there on uh, Kimball Hill Road. Perfect. He, uh, he gives us a great deal. When I say purchase, yeah, we pay a little bit, but he's a business. But right. he gives us a phenomenal deal. We could get eight or ten boxes in the height of the season of produce that we give out to the people. That's that's terrific. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys, this is an idea which it comes up consistently. Our growing season in New England is it's short and it's also limited typically, unless you have greenhouse or hothouse or something like that, it's typically limited to sort of like May through September, maybe into October, depending upon the crop. Any thoughts on canning and preserving that you guys have contemplated or thought about? That takes a different kind of license, in all honesty. It does. I mean, and a commercial kitchen. And a commercial kitchen and town inspection and state inspection probably. We, we are a pantry. Mm-hmm. We have to give out what we can get in. You know, yeah, if we get broccoli in a box, we can put it in a plastic bag to make it handling easy. We get watermelons, we can't cut them to divide them up between families. We right. have to give out what we get just based on our license. They have a wrapper. It's got to stay intact. Yes. It's called yeah. the rind. The rind has to stay. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and it's hard, but 
it's also that's part of the deal you make when you take yeah. food from the food bank. You sure. know, we get a lot of food from the New Hampshire Food Bank and from the USDA, and they come in itemized or you know commoditized, and we pass them back out to the folks. That's that's really great. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Rich, in particular, is, you know, volunteers are. You're an all volunteer run organization. Volunteer. Yeah. And volunteers are, of course, the backbone of many of our organizations in the community, but sometimes pretty hard to get, and sometimes you need people that are willing to do some some backbreaking kind of labor. You've got food that's going downstairs, upstairs, packaging it up, bagging it up. You're running basically a, a grocery store mm-hmm. of non-perishable items, and uh, so how do you guys get volunteers, and do you need any volunteers, or are you all set for now? Oh, we always need volunteers, and we're, we're actually looking for. Did you uh, like that? That younger, was like a that was like a loaded question. You know what I mean, <laughs> the, the younger volunteers. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, as you observed when you were there, we uh, we pass out big boxes, heavy boxes of of foodstuffs that are you know quite heavy, forty, fifty pounds in a box, and uh, you know uh, it's it's tough on some of us to do that constantly all night long, and so we're looking all the time for for. Uh, Younger people to to, to participate, and um, what so, hours do you need, and what and how long are your shifts? Well, the main the main shift is Thursday nights uh, from about uh, five thirty to seven seven thirty. Um, uh, all the rest of the organizational Lenny and, and uh, the other director Carlos organize around the picking up of the foodstuffs on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes uh, you know. Uh, we need a, some other people need a, a pitch in when someone can't make it, but the bulk of the heavy work is uh, Thursday nights, or and uh, on the holidays, uh, we have uh, um, uh, we've managed to have the fire department and the police departments help us on on Easter's and Christmas d- distributions when when uh, ninety to one hundred people come in for food, right. and uh, that that. Uh, um, that means it's a lot of work. So Thursday evenings in particular, I mean, holidays are ways off now, but Thursday evenings in particular, and you said Tuesday mornings and Wednesday mornings? Well, right. Right. So yep. if you're a young person, I don't know what that means these days, but I consider myself to be a young person. My family constantly reminds me I'm not such a thing, and my body occasionally yep. does as well. Yeah. But if you are a young person, young at heart and young in body, able to lift some weight and move around, um, there's a lot of physically intensive labor. Think of it as the most satisfying free workout that you're ever going to yeah. get, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely. get your steps in, get your weights, mm-hmm. get build up your core strength. You know, there's a lot of opportunities here. We could sell this as a as a physical as a gym activity. But then again, not all our volunteers. If you know how to put Campbell soup cans on the shelf and you know how to check the dates and make sure they're not expired, not everybody has to carry the boxes. And as you wonderful s- as you saw, we have a beautiful conveyor system that moves the boxes from the driveway to the cellar and back up again. But we need a lot of people who go through the produce. We get produce from Hannaford, which is great, but you got to make sure that it's in good shape. You can't right. give, you can't give somebody who's already stressed and need food a bad piece of fruit. It's got to be a good piece of fruit. You got to worry about their psychic when you're giving them food. 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Are there other volunteer opportunities for people who maybe don't have that physical ability, but um, maybe can help out in other ways in the organization? We have people that do computer work. We have people that are in charge of sending messages out to the volunteers. Wonderful. Yeah, call us. Yep. We'll figure out a way. Oh, to, we can use you. Yeah, we can use work, you. board work, board work, administration. You know, we have one gentleman that sends out notices of we're having a week, the average weekly distribution. He, he finds out for us who's coming and who's not coming so that we know our manpower. That's fantastic. So the other thing I wanted to ask you guys is, um, I know you have a list of things that people can donate, but um, what would be, say, your top three? What are the things that you don't get donated that you really need more of? Sugar. Sugar? Bread. Okay. Not bread itself, but... Flour, I guess bread is a, a, a misquote, but flour, sugar, flour, coffee, some of the staples so come on. Real staples. Yep. Real yep. staples. I mean, canned stuff. Rice, US, beans. The USDA does a great job with corn and peas and potatoes and cans and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's it amazes me how fast we go through sugar. Now sugar now you and I knew it is five pounds. It's now three pounds. Mm -hmm. But a family asks for sugar, they're going to get a three pound bag of sugar, and we can go through a lot of those in a week. That's that is good to know. You know that's like one of those things. Like I would not have thought of that. That you need that you need donations of sugar and flour and coffee. Yeah, um, real basic staples. Real ba if everybody real basic. everybody thinks of the pastas and everybody thinks the spaghetti sauce and things of that nature. We get a ton of that. Yeah, yep. but people don't think of those back shelf items that you don't see on the front of your shelves every day. That's that's really good to know. Um, people can donate money as well. Oh, absolutely. absolutely yep. Oh, that's so surprising to me that you, I'm just kidding, just right. that you accept monetary <laughs> we, donations and volunteers and, and donated food. stuff. What, what an incredibly amazing concept. So let me ask, where does somebody go to learn more about the Hudson Community Food Pantry? We have a Facebook site that has, uh, it has a square button that pushes and you can donate through Square for money. Wonderful. And I would remind people that when you do this, look for the Hudson New Hampshire Community, community food, food Pantry. Community. There is one down in Hudson, Massachusetts. There is. And every time I've tagged you guys in Facebook, I, I make the mistake of tagging the wrong one. And they're very kind there. They always say, I think you meant Hudson, Hudson New Hampshire. Hampshire. So, yeah. Well, I have to say, Mike, from your visit last Monday, I've been getting a lot of comments about your visit well, and wonderful. how great it was. And people looking at it gotten phone calls yeah. of what we can what people can donate website um, as well on the web uh, mostly on facebook facebook okay yeah. so just go to facebook hudson community food pantry hudson new hampshire hudson new hampshire community food pantry right. yeah hey, rich and len um the music coming on in the background means, means we're out time. of time, time. so thank you guys so much for coming on thank you so much for working to keep our community uh, you know, healthy and fed. Uh, these are trying times for people. Inflation has taken a real bite. Housing is expensive. Affla uh, you know, uh, the cost of everything has gone up. 
and uh, food pantries like yours are just really making a big difference in people's lives. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you for having us, Thank you Mike, for having us. And thank you for all the things that the United Way does to support us. Well, it takes a village, yeah. and that's how we that's how we roll here in Nashua. Yeah. So this is this is the great and greater Nashua, I always tell people. All right, so we're going to wrap things up for the week. You've been listening to the Community Connections radio show on WSMN, 1590 AM, 95.3 FM, and streaming live on WSMN.live. We will be back next Monday morning with another show. Please remember, until next Monday, be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.